And the 23rd of February also means it's the last Thursday of the month, which means it is time for Bike Bits. Uh, monthly look at uh, all things bicycle with CJSR's bicycle traffic reporter, Carly Coleman. Good morning, Carly. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I uh, see you wore clothing today. I did wear clothing today. I did decide it was uh, probably a, a good good idea to put clothing on, and also I would get very cold if I didn't. So. What the- it's only, what, minus seven? Um, not even minus five. Oh, five. Yeah. Practically the perfect temperature. For, for being naked? <laughs> for, for winter cycling, <laughs> oh, I, see. I guess. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, not the perfect temperature for being naked. But but what did you wear to ride, uh, speaking about? Wool base layers covered with um, with nylon, I guess, nylon and polyester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess I have a my, my chamois under, underwear and uh, wool socks. Hmm. Is there any part of your clothing that you think, I wish this were more dashing or... All of it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I actually don't mind. I don't mind most of it. I I guess... um, And we're talking cycling clothing specifically here or... Yeah, yeah, I guess cycling specific clothing. Um, I don't. I actually... I I, I don't mind my long sleeve top. I don't actually mind my short sleeve top today, um, which I have over the top of my long sleeve... Um, but yeah, I wish it was a little bit more. And I feel I'm very aware that I'm wearing a chamois. And I don't, I mean, I don't normally talk sure. about this. But um, so I kind of feel like it kind of pr- makes my bum protrude a little bit more than it should. Oh, so yeah. I've never, I've never really kind of, and then because I wear my trousers, these are my cycling trousers, they have a worn bum. So I don't know if anyone ever looks at my bum. So this is going to be like really embarrassing now. But um <laughs> I, ha- I I'm always worried that there's a bulge there as well as the wearing of the trousers. Sure. Naturally so just wears uh, wearing through and then visible mm-hmm. yeah. on bits. That would be my my primary concerns with right. my, my fashion sense. But <laughs> a friend of mine actually had uh, a, a catastrophic uh, um, zipper failure in minus twenty weather. Uh, front zipper failure. It was miserable on many fronts for him. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But we're, we're talking about cycling clothing for women today. Yes, indeed. And uh, women are, are unique uh, or different, I guess, than men <laughs> in that they have got different parts and different um, things which jiggle and move and different concerns and different heat spots and cool spots. And, and different society conventions around what is appropriate for women. So we decided to chat with Christy Wu, the designer and owner of Ryoko um, from Calgary who believes clothing shouldn't dictate what we do or how we do it. It should do it with us and do it well. And they provide comfortable, conscious, chic attire for women. Welcome, Christy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Nice to talk to you guys. Yeah. So, Christy, (laughs) tell us about your company. Um, Ryoko is a conscious, comfortable, and chic uh, travel attire for women. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it started out as cycling-specific clothing, and now it's uh, travel travel attire. So um, I found a lot of women were wearing it for um, a lot of other things than cycling as well. Um, it's clothing that's sort of be meant to be worn on the bike and off the bike, uh, but it's really great for hiking. It's great for skiing. It's great for traveling. It's great for commuting. Um, yeah, and uh, it's all made locally. Um, it's made by me and uh, a few other sewers uh, in Calgary, um, and I source everything as local as possible, too. So uh, there's no companies that I can source from in Calgary, but um, 
in Canada as much as possible. So because you focused initially on clothing for female cyclists, you must ride a bike. Can you tell us yeah. about your bike and the style of riding you do? Sure. Um, well, currently I have two bikes. Um, and I, I last year I had probably, I had about five, but I got rid of three. <laughs> so now, you get the, uh, <laughs> you yeah. get the S minus one component of the yeah. equation. Yeah. <laughs> so I needed more room on the porch. So, um, yeah, so I have a, a Linus mixed tea, um, with an internal hub. So, like, so internal gears on on, right. uh, on it, and um, that's usually my summer bike. But I've actually started riding it in the winter because I I found the internal gears are easier to take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you don't really have to take care of them, really, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but usually um, in the summer I'll ride that bike, and in the winter um, I'll ride a hybrid commuter. Um, but it didn't have external. Uh, gears and or sorry internal gears so um i switched out and started riding the linus in the winter and i, I think i need to get a new bike for the summer maybe mm. so. it sounds mm. like mostly commuting <laughs> though that you're doing christy yeah yeah so i i'm a city rider um i have a i had a car i just got rid of it about a year and a half ago and i've done that a couple times but um i've always been a, been a city commuter um I started in like probably the mid '90s or late '90s um, as a university student in Toronto, and just as a summer rider and, and spring rider. And then um, I didn't want to stop riding, so um, I had actually been gifted a mountain bike, and I just tried riding that through the winter, and and that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, but all city. Um, but I, I do um, bike when I travel as well. So I like to bike other cities also. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell us why and wh- when you started Ryoko, why was the focus initially on bicycle clothing? Um, well, um, I guess I, I just said that I um, started cycling in university. And in university, um, I had a smaller budget. And um, I also... Um, took fashion in school, and so, um, and so um, one night I was just kind of biking around, and it was really hot. And um, actually, my you guys were talking about a zipper breaking. I my my zipper did break that night <laughs> on the pants I was wearing, and it was partly just because they they um, didn't move with me. Right. And I had a lot of blazers that, like you know, the backs would like the the arms would blow out, and um, the lining would rip, and they didn't breathe. And so then I, I decided I would, at some point when I had more money, um, start a cycling, um, so a cycling attire company for women. Did and, you feel uh, that there was a lack of um, clothing specific for female cyclists, or was it like, or was it just the, the clothing you had at the time just wasn't appropriate for what you were using it for? I, it was both actually. So I mean, I loved all my clothing and it didn't work. Um, but then when I went to shops, like, so when I started cycling, it was. You know, like you learn as you go, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I, I wanted was a rain jacket, <coughs> and um, I couldn't find a pretty rain jacket at that time. And um, and uh, I ended up actually wearing a kids' rain jacket because they were nicer and I could fit it, but it didn't. It still didn't fit properly. So um, and then when I was traveling, I also found that some of my clothing wasn't working or fitting, or it was too revealing and um, or too too mountain like mountain geary and so um 
So it was partly out of necessity because I, my clothing didn't work and partly because when I would go to stores, I wouldn't be able to find um, things that just looked like everyday clothing, but I were functional. So talking about functional and stylish, can you talk a bit about why you chose to concentrate on women's clothing specifically? I think it was because I was my own demographic in the beginning, and then a lot of the women around me uh, that I cycled with found the same challenges that I did. Um, but also, too, when I went searching again, there was, there's lots, there was a lot, actually at the time, about 2008, there were actually a lot of men's um, urban companies, or a handful anyways, but there was no women. Like, there, w- there was one woman in New York, um, Nona Bernardo, mm-hmm. who was making some uh, pants and some dress shirts, but... Uh, I think it was it was really just Nona, and then there was nothing else really, and nothing in Canada specifically. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. so uh, what kind of factors, or do you think comfortable clothing affects women's choices on being active? Like, if you had to dress in everything sporty and fluorescent let's say would you be keen on hopping on a bike do you think or is that like eh, I gotta do my hair I gotta do my I have an aesthetic and I don't think it matches this fluorescent shirt well um yeah I mean like if that was the only thing available but I, I think a lot of women do just wear their everyday clothes and I um I think for certain for in certain ways um, cycling specific or you know active wear um, does impede women from uh, women from from different sports or cycling or, or whatnot. Um, so you think it's almost a barrier to actually okay. accessing that activity? Like the the clothing choices that are out there almost stop people from being able to to do that. Um, I think it can. Like, I mean, for cycling in specific, I mean, that is sort of an issue that people talk about, right? Like, mm-hmm. do we need it or don't we need it? And, um, I mean, in in the springtime, I think there's lots of choices for women. And um, things are getting more stylish. But um, I think in, in the winter that becomes, I mean, one, it becomes more about functionality. But then it's also, like, taking off the layers and how many layers do you need to take off. And so, like... It's a hard question to answer. Like, yes, I do think that it does impede, but I think that there are ways around it. Mm. And I don't always think that you have to wear head-to-toe everything cycling gear, but I think that um, women just are, in in specific, just um, need to cater to what they like or what they need or what they want Mm. in terms of their own style, right? Um, And I think there are choices out there now, but um, like I guess as we were talking about before, there weren't as many choices. So yes, I think it, it did impede me for, you know, a, to a certain extent, but I was also a fashion student, so I found my way around it, right? Right, right. So I, I don't know, I didn't answer that question too clearly, but I, I hope you got some out of it. Well, when I started buying cycle clothing, I bought mostly the Lycra and whatnot from the local sports store or the one that I had to drive to Calgary to get to. And okay. then because of my um, build, I ended up in the men's section far more mm-hmm. than not. And then you have really long sleeves and you have really long backs to the 
the drop that protects your bum from getting wet and uh, uh, colors that were fine if you liked black and I did so that was fine but Mm -hmm. yeah it was interesting so what kind of other issues do you have to deal with when designing and creating clothing for women Um, I think it's mostly a lot of it is um, similar to what um, women women's clothing in general which is like fit style and function really but I mean for bike clothing it's really function so for example um there are some sports jackets out there that are rain jackets, but they don't have pit zippers. And so, um, when you're cycling, um, you know you want to air you want to air out. Mm-hmm. So pit zippers are really great to have. Um, but like you were saying, Carly, too, like um, I actually used to go into the children's <laughs> section for um, clothing. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm quite small, um, but things with the sleeves were too short. You know, the like the the width in the back was just like um, not enough like there just wasn't any movement and um, and then um, sorry there's just noise in the background here so um, yeah and so then I I think it's just like movement in the clothing fit um, and function being like pit zippers breathability um but I mean, that, I, I guess that could be for men too. But for women in specific, I, I guess like um, fit is really important because although you don't want things to be really loose, you also want them not to be too tight, and you want them to to flatter your figure, right? <laughs> so yeah. So can you can you talk us through yeah. like a design process for one of your pieces? Uh, this is uh, the founder and, and designer from Ryoko Clothing, Christy Wu, who's talking to us this morning here on CJSR. Uh, is talking about her design, who which started out as a, a cyclist clothing, and, and it's moved on to more travel gear as well. But how how do you go through that design phase? Are you do you first first of all kind of think of let's say you're talking about jackets. So you, there was issues with jackets. Um, do you think about the 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 functional form, the functional pieces that need to be in it, or are you thinking this is? I really like this style of jacket. It hasn't worked for me on my bike because it rides up at the back, or it's too revealing, or it's the sleeves are too tight, or there's not breathability. And then you modify that style. Which way round do you go? Um, I think that um, to be honest, like um, I I think about a lot of ideas when I'm on my bike. Um, so sometimes it's just that um, I'll be wearing something and it's not functioning, and so then, or it's just not stylish enough, right, for me. And so, so I, I think about solutions around that. And then sometimes I might just be wearing um, or not wearing a scarf. Like so, for my travel hood in specifics, um, it was one day I was not wearing a scarf, and I really found that I would love to have one, but. Um, then I was thinking about the scarves that I do have and why I don't wear them on my bike and because they're long and I'm scared they're going to come unraveled and get caught in my spokes. Um, and then uh, during the winter, so so it kind of like goes through a process and then um, then also I was, uh, in the winter I was, um, I have this sort of bl- half baklava or baklava, I always call it a baklava. Baliklava. <laughs> And the person who had the other half of my baklava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I had a half belly clava, and it, it it's 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 totally functional, but you know, like to be honest, it, it I can't wear my lip gloss with it on, and 
it also, when it gets really cold out, it actually creates too much humidity. And so then I came up with sort of like um, this travel hood, which is like a buff, but it's looser. And then I can also just like wear it during the day, right? And then let's talk um, about the materials in your in your travel hood, because it's got a merino wool on one side and it's got cotton on the other side, which is where you kind of put the flourish and the color and the patterns on yeah. it. Um, talk about those two materials and, and the choices that you had to use there. Um, well, the merino is lightweight and um, it's uh, and it's uh, sort of temperature controlling, um, so you can wear it indoors and not get too hot, wear it outdoors and um, still keep warm. Um, it's also, um, it doesn't pill very much um, and uh, a lot of more people can wear it, like it's a little bit more hypoallergenic um, and it's easy care. So. It's also really uh, good if you get wet and you can still stay warm when you're wet in it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It actually, in the beginning, I find that it actually kind of repels water a bit. And then, um, it, I mean, eventually it will get wet, but um, it absorbs the moisture a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so that's... And then the, Oh, you go first. The next <laughs> layer, that's uh-huh. the first layer that's closest to you, and then the next layer you were going to tell us about. Oh, yeah. So the cotton, it's an organic cotton, and it's um, all printed with, uh, it's printed with uh, low-impact dyes, meaning that um, less waste uh, or wastewater goes back into the system, because dyes can be really harmful to water. Uh, and it's all also all ethically produced. Um, and that company is actually, though, um, one of the one supplier that I have in the state. So, and that that material is also quite nice because it's lightweight. Um, again, it absorbs um, uh, water, uh, but with cotton, it doesn't. Um, it's not as um, high performing as wool. So, that that side of the scarf is partly because it's just really beautiful, and I can get some really beautiful prints. And the company's really wonderful. They're smaller, like um, me, or and. Um, and they're they're ethical, so I really enjoy working with them. We are going to take a break for uh, We Song, mm-hmm. and we'll come back. We're chatting with Christy Wu of Ryoko Designs in Calgary, a local shop, and we have some more questions for her right after this. 